0: After maybe the best weekend of football that all of us have collectively experienced over the last 20 years, what does that mean for the Arizona Cardinals? Are they further behind than we thought they were midway through the season as it pertains to the rest of the NFL? And if not Cliff, who? We'll talk about it. Alex Clancy, Bill locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals, Tuesday edition of the show. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. He is Bo Brock, the slash babysitting slash working from home slash podcaster. And um, I'm the guy that, you know, that wants Cliff Kingsbury fired. We got got a lot of things to talk about today. (laughs) After what we watched over the weekend, Bo. Yeah. We watched maybe the best football game that I've seen, you know, in my in my adult life. The back and forth, the 25-point scores, whatever it was, in, in the last two minutes. I mean, it was absolutely insane. It brought to question all the overtime rules. Um, but, man, it just shows what the cream of the crop of the NFL looks like. And even with Tampa Bay and the Rams, even though Tampa Bay took the first half off of football, they were able to make it a game. We saw, I mean, like, all of the teams that won and the bills let's put them in there they seem to be at points eons further ahead down the road than the cardinals are is that something like were you thinking about the cardinals during those games like oh man uh the bills offense and the chiefs offense is just Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are one and one a best quarterbacks in the nfl um, I, I think there's
1: three teams where you're just like, wow, they, they're, they're f- way further ahead than the Arizona Cardinals. And you mentioned two of them, the chiefs and, and the bills, and that was probably your AFC championship game, even though they have to take on the Bengals. Cause I think the Bengals and the Niners, the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they beat the, the Niners twice and the Bengals have surpassed them in their rebuild, even though they're a year behind they're they're a year ahead of schedule. And, and Joe Burrow and, and that, and Zach Taylor and those guys are figuring it out on the fly. And you know congrats to them but as far as like the the cream of the crop and and i think the rams have taken that step even though they almost relinquished that lead um you know there's three teams that are way ahead of the arizona cardinals as far as just talent as far as you know uh putting themselves in a position to be successful at this time of year so the arizona cardinals yeah they have some work to do but at the same token like that game on sunday night the fourth of you know four games that was ended in a walk-off and every single game had a field goal to end regulation, uh, it reminded me of the Rams-Chiefs game from 2018. It was the coming-out party for Patrick Mahomes. It was the the Rams. Uh, you just lighten up the scoreboard with then Jared Goff, who was an up-and-comer, and they went back and forth on Monday Night Football. And then, especially after watching the 2018 Cardinals that season, you're like, Man, they're not even. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, as far as offense, are in the Jurassic era, and these guys are in the Space Age. It's not even close. Like, they you can't even say that they're both in. They're all NFL teams at the the same time because that would be unfair. So, I I think the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, still a long way to go, but not as far as the, the you know some of the lower end teams are.
0: Right, they are perfectly mediocre. Compared to, like, you know, they're they're not towards the bottom of the barrel. We're not talking about – this isn't – we're not – we're more grading on a scale here. Grading on a curve, which is what got me through high school and college. I don't know about you, Bo, but, like, I mean, grading, grading on a curve is something that we're looking at with the Cardinals being – Maybe the weakest of the good teams, one of the weakest of the good teams roster-wise, especially with all the uncertainty going into the offseason. There's going to be question marks around Kyler Murray. I still think they're a little bit unfounded, even though he didn't play his best ball down the stretch. I think he needs a better cocoon around him to teach him, to help him grow day in and day out. Instead of, I feel like it's more just him trying to learn on his own, which isn't good for anybody. Look what Brian Dable's done for Josh Allen. Josh Allen couldn't hold on to the ball when he got drafted. He was a turnover machine when he got drafted. And then you saw when the lights were the brightest what he was able to do um on, on on Sunday night. And that is growth. That is growth, that is teaching, that is coaching, that's stability. And I don't think Kyler Murray has as much of that. But but you're looking at like the playoff teams, the fourteen playoff teams this year. I think you'd rank the Cardinals like ninth. Eighth. Yeah, maybe.
1: Let's not let's let's keep in mind that their their top wide receiver was out. Mm-hmm. Sure, you take you take away eight red zone touchdowns from DeAndre Hopkins in in the, the the games that he played this season. That that's a big loss. And when you look at this these teams, like you're giving a lot of credit to Brian Dable, and, and he deserves a lot of credit. But look, Josh Allen is a talent, mm-hmm. is an absolute stud, and he's the one out there making the plays. And he's make he's improvising a lot. He, you know, Brian Dable can't teach. Josh Allen on fourth down to pick up, you know, pick up the first down with his legs, you know, look to the middle of the field on a couple of those big touchdown passes that he made. What was it 25 points in, in the final like two minutes? It was absurd by those two teams. But, um, the, like how far away are the Arizona Cardinals, if they have DeAndre Hopkins, like when I look at these rosters and these teams that are at the top tier, you know, have like it's Kelsey and it's Tyreek Hill, and then it's like a, it's, a, it's a complimentary cast behind them. And it's uh it's Cooper Cup and it's OBJ. It used to be Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, but you, you have to have two like Haas, you have to have two stallions here if if you're going to be an NFL offense and then kind of surround them with other guys that can make plays. Um and you know the Arizona Cardinals, I mean you have to think like, are they one big key addition away to really taking putting it into that next gear where they need to go and if they really
0: want to contend? I mean, that's a good point. That's, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate that. But I, I, I appreciate that, that Josh Allen, yeah, was fourth and four, fourth and six, that saved their season. And yeah. he was sacked 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he was able to do it, sure. But, like, the conversations I have with that, the the, the back and forth I have with that is it fits. I'm not saying you saying that specifically at all. like But it, it could fit to anybody's narrative, coach, player. You could always say, oh, no, well, it's on the coach. Oh, no, well, it's on the player, positively or negatively. The majority of the time, it's the player making the plays, but it's the coach that has to massage them to get that talent out of them to, you know, I mean, that's what practice is for. So it's the chicken or the egg scenario for sure. But, I mean, I, I agree. Maybe I am giving Brian Dable a little bit too much credit. I just think, all in all, what we've seen from teams that are really making deep playoff runs and what we saw from the Cardinals after their bye week, it's not in the same arena. It's not in the same arena. And yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, like, but DeAndre Hopkins wasn't getting all of this, you know, attention from the offense to begin with when he was playing. He was probably getting 60% or 70% of what another team would give him. Like wide receiver one with the Cardinals. I mean, he didn't like, De, again, 2019 or 2020 more red zone receptions. For, Deandre, for Devontae Adams, then DeAndre Hopkins had targets. Some teams scheme solely around one player, and they win a lot of games. And the Cardinals have not been able to do that with DeAndre Hopkins at uh, all, I at mean, all. I, 10 like, as the focal point...
1: Ten games, eight touchdowns, all in the red zone. I mean, he was How many, man. how many yards did he have? 500? 572. Yeah, so that's but, 57 but yards you a game. Can think about the offense when he was in the lineup and who was, who was also... I mean, A.J. Green played a lot better, Christian Kirk's game was elevated, like he elevated. Like we want Kyler Murray to be the one to elevate them, but DeAndre Hopkins, at the end of the day, he was the straw that was stirring the drink, no doubt about it. Like when he when he left the lineup, and it's not the excuse that they 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 he still wasn't going to be the biggest difference maker against LA. They probably still lose that game easily, um, but you know it, it looks a lot better down the stretch than it did for the in reality for the Arizona Cardinals. Like he was. He was a force. He was. And um, my fantasy team suffered from it. <laughs> and, uh, the Arizona Cardinals actually suffered from it more.
0: Alex Clancy, Bob locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. We're a handful of subscribers away from 2,000 on YouTube. I'm sure we'll hit it when we hit it. Thank you to everybody who's been along this journey for us, uh, with us this offseason. It still burns a little bit. The Cardinals aren't playing football while football is being played, but we'll be giving you the content every day from your favorite team Um, coming up next, uh, if not Cliff Kingsbury, who, and that's something that Bo's been asking me a lot, like, well, okay. So if it's not Cliff, who's it going to be? Um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Next, betonline.ag. I know the Arizona Cardinals don't have any lines for the rest of the season because they're not playing, but BetOnline still would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs, through the playoffs, and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Go there. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On to get started. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device today. To receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wage on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Pop the vocal cord there. Alex mm-hmm. Clancy, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Um, we're gonna have some we're gonna bring out our Rolodex this offseason like we did last season. We're gonna have some excellent guests. We've got um, we've got something in line to where we're gonna bring on for a, you know, for a series, um, a guest that focuses solely on a specific position group, people with knowledge, people who've played the game. I'm really excited for that. Uh, it, it's still in the works. But it's still very fresh—the 2021 season for the Cardinals ending. So we're going to have a whole laundry list of great guests this off season for you to enjoy. I, you know, I, I'm leading the charge, and I have been since the end of the 2020 season. The Cliff Kingsbury should no longer be the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. Bo Brock has vehemently disagreed um, up until you know the last couple of weeks of, of the regular season and into the playoff. I don't think he necessarily still thinks the Cliff should be removed from post, um, and he asked a very Interesting question, time in and time out. Well, if not Cliff, who? And without me, you know, red-eyed, bulging veins like Monica and friends saying anybody, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's not not anybody, but it's it, there's going to be names they are going to be thrown around, and we talked at the end of last season, but I'll let you get here in a second, like how lucky the Cardinals were that Biennemi and Dable weren't picked up by teams last year. Because if something were to go wrong this year, they'd still be available for the Arizona Cardinals to hire. Now, it seems like by all accounts that, and we have to guess because Steve Kime decides to hibernate this time of year. When there's actual mm. responsibility and actual things that he has to answer for, he chooses to hibernate. He's going to have a hell of a beard in August. That's the next time we're going to see him, probably. So, well, now until
1: he, he tabs the next first rounder
0: a starter. I mean, he's got to do that in May. <laughs> I had that one too. I'm gonna keep tabs for how many okay. times I was right. It's 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 a very short list. Uh, if not, but let's have an exercise here. Let me let me ask you real quick. Where
1: okay. would you rank? Of because there's eight coaching vacancies right now. So that what does that leave? 24 head coaches in the NFL right now. Where would you rank Cliff Kingsbury? In in as far as the head coaches go right now, active head coaches. Um, or, I think I mean, the, the shorter list would be, who do you rank below Cliff Kingsbury? Anybody come to mind? I mean, probably Matt Rule. Matt Rule is the guy that I have 24 out of 24.
0: Yeah, probably Matt Rule. What um, about uh,
1: Mike McCarthy?
0: I would still take Mike McCarthy at this point. I wouldn't. I, mean, I know, because you haven't Mike 2-0? McCarthy forever.
1: He's 2-0 and against him.
0: I don't think that that... It matters. Well, well it's Rob, the players, Sala. though. It's the best. players, Bo. It's not the. I would take Dan Campbell over over Cliff Kingsbury today. No chance. Today, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. That's I would. crazy and talk. Well, you'd hire a. He wouldn't be calling plays. You hire an offensive coordinator, and have Dan Campbell to lead my team. 100%. What do you? You have
1: Matt Foley, motivational speaker, as your head coach.
0: Mayamo Matt Foley.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know, Nick
0: Nick Sirianni, I think did a decent job, but he, was he did doing, He did do it. He elevated his team. Okay, that, I, that's I what that's what you're looking to do, Frank Reich. I would take. Um, mm. He lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars
1: in a, in an elimination. Like he could have won and gotten in his team, but that no, was probably Carson Wentz.
0: See what I'm talking about? You could do it both ways. Robert Sala. That's they won more games than they should have, mm. you know. And they were and they they were competitive in more games. They were without Zach Taylor. For, uh, what what the hell is his name? What the Jack hell is Wilson? the quarterback's name? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, they were without him. God, I'm turning into my 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 father. A turnover um, machine. He was, but they won, and it was probably on the players they lost that many games. They they Brandon won. Brandon Staley. Oh, I would take Brandon Staley a You're million crazy. times. You are crazy a million times. He
1: like you can actually point to a definitive moment where he cost the team. He actually cost this team the postseason by calling that timeout. In theory, he, he was also the guy. Remember the game where he called it was against the Chiefs, where they were weighing big, and he kept calling uh for, going for it on fourth down in the red zone, like Brandon Staley. No chance i take him over Cliff Kingsbury at this point. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I have Cliff Kingsbury at a 24. I've got him suffering, somewhere hovering in like the between 14 and 16. At a 24. We'll see yeah. what happens. Like when Brian Flores gets uh, hired, we'll see. You know, I now, think it's inevitable he gets a head coaching gig. How many,
0: like asking the other way, like how many coaches could have done a better job than Cliff with this roster? And I think that's more of a and I just I understand the exercise. Yeah. Uh, thank you for letting me know 10 seconds before we started doing this so I could <laughs> prep for it. Um, but I think the other way is how many how many middle rung coaches could have done a better job with this team? And I think Frank Reich definitely would have done a better job with this team. I think guys like that are right in the middle. I think Matt Rules 24 to 24. It's true. Uh, uh Christian McCaffrey's been out for the better part of the last two seasons. So that's not his fault. Sam Darnold's been whatever the opposite of a vision is. whatever the bad side of a vision is. Like, obviously, the top-tier guys like like Harbaugh, um, I mean, Arthur Smith is probably 50-50. He, I mean, the fact that they won seven games this year was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Yep. You know, really, really thought he did a great job for sure. Yeah.
0: So it's and again, it, this is not a devil-you-know situation with head coaches. With GMs, maybe with players, maybe with head coaches, you got to get it right. You got to get it right for what you want the vision of your organization to look like. This man, right when they signed J.J. Watt, said that's not a guy you want to disappoint. Head coaches don't say that about players. If you're equipped to be a head coach and a leader of men, and I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is. I think that the Cardinals would have had a better chance down the road to take that step forward and at least win the division when you have a two game lead with four games to go or whatever it is.
1: But then you hear the reports of like Brian Flores and what he said to Tua or what he said to his staff about Tua. I mean, that yeah, he thinks to... Tua is a
0: bad quarterback. I know. And that's not going to elevate anybody's play. It's not I... my quarterback. I mean, he's the fifth overall pick. What do you... I mean, no. Justin Herbert, That I mean, that must burn in South Beach. That must absolutely burn in South Beach, but yeah, right. no, I mean, yeah, these are okay. So, if not Cliff, is there somebody that comes to mind for you that, in this exercise, that hey, Bo, you have the opportunity to remove Cliff Kingsbury and add this one person. Is there somebody that comes to mind for you that it would that it would be? Are you still on the? I, I, I'm Cliff, and until he absolutely forces me to jump ship, I'm gonna stay on. I'm gonna stay on board. I don't think in the, on the
1: current market that there is anybody that could elevate this team to go where the fan base thinks they should have gone this year. And, and I don't think a lot of people are taking in all the variables that went into their collapse. And, and Cliff Kingsbury was definitely part of it. But when, when you look at who's available, there, there is a lot of just question marks. Like, you can tell me Brian bien or uh, uh, Eric bien but what do we know? Like, what's his role as far as, I know he's got the OC title. But what is his role in the Chiefs' offense? What is he? Has he been the guy that's been working with Patrick Mahomes on a day-to-day basis in developing Patrick Mahomes, or is just elite talent working with Andy Reid, who's the main play caller there? You know, Brian Dable. You know, what what would he look like with his with having the reins of a franchise? We don't know. I think it's just taking not as big of a risk as Cliff Kingsbury because that's probably the riskiest hire in the history of NFL, right? You're taking a guy that filled at the college level at 35 and 40 at his, at his alma mater. Yeah. But, but that was with the intention of taking these, like we were talking about on Monday, taking baby steps as an organization. Um, why is there no such thing? I mean, we see teams just, I mean, you, you've seen several guys, their path to success has been just taking, you know, small incremental steps forward. like, I mean, as we mentioned, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning were brutal in their first playoff game. They had they couldn't just start running right out of the gates. They had to walk a little bit. They had to learn a lot. And, uh, I mean, not to fully excuse Cliff, could you, I just don't know. Like, do you want to go get Jim Caldwell? He hasn't coached since, what, 2017? Doug Peterson, we saw that the Philadelphia Eagles, they fell off a cliff after their Super Bowl uh, title. So I just don't see anybody that I'm just like, yeah, that's the guy that's going to really take them to the next stack. You know, if, if it does, if there is a top flight coach, like if a McVay somehow becomes available in a couple of years, you do everything, you just drop everything and you go get him. I just don't think that there is that guy that exists right now.
0: What I'm looking for out of the head coach is leadership. The Cardinals don't have any leadership. That's what this all comes down to for me. Like, yes, the record's great, Bo, and I, I get it. They've made they, they've taken leaps from three and thirteen. Again, though, twenty nineteen was an it was an expansion team compared to what was there in twenty eighteen. If Cliff Kingsbury had the twenty eighteen roster, they would have won one game. Okay, let's not mix it up. That Cliff Kingsbury gets credit when they drafted Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury should get credit for the Cardinals. Making the playoffs this year, sure, you get credit for that. Obviously, you get credit for that. But it negates when Kyler Murray has kind of plateaued when they need him the most. And yes, that is on the player. Of course it is. It absolutely, a lot of that is. But in most cases, and this case, but when your sole job is to come in, make the Cardinals a powerhouse offensively, and 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 mold Kyler Murray into a stud QB1 and you don't do either for a half of a season twice, I have a problem with that. Now, yeah, like you, you should have a problem with that, absolutely.
1: But to say, hey, we're going to just hit detonate on this whole thing and we're going to start over, when you've seen progress offensively each and every year, you've seen progress from your quarterback. Sure, it hasn't, it hasn't finished how you want it to finish. No doubt about it. Nobody's arguing with that. But when you've seen the offense each and every year score more points than the previous season, You know that's progress. I I know it's not exactly where you want. You want it to go from you know middle of the road to top five, and it, it probably should have. But at the same token, like you can say, "Hey, Steve Kime, the Arizona Cardinals were armed with top draft capital going from 2018 to 2019. They had cap space. You know who also did? Jacksonville. Urban Meyer fell on his face. Cliff Kingsbury didn't fall completely on his face in his first season. He was able to get. He was able to get." People to believe in Kyler Murray, what the team was doing, got that second season. They're like, okay, this is more than an experiment. And then they made progress, fell short again. And then they made progress, fell short again. This is going to be a very telling season. And I'm I'm still shocked. No head has rolled so far from the organization. I still I don't think that that they shouldn't move forward with the status quo. We'll see what happens with Vance Joseph. Maybe they're just anticipating him leaving. But, you know, it's I just don't see the guy out there that's gonna be the one to take him to the next step. I mean, Cliff how many Kings. first how many first year coaches were in the playoffs? Sirianni in the weakest division in the in the NFL. And he was beaten up on the Giants in, in Washington. He got four wins right there.
0: I wish the he should never have been hired. Argument was strong enough three years in. I wish I wish that was enough. Anybody that has football acumen, look at Zach Taylor, look at even Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, okay? They were in the NFL. They were coaching in the NFL in some capacity. They weren't failing as a coach in college. And we're going to talk about that in so many different shapes and sizes for the next, you know, probably two years until Cliff Kingsbury gets canned. Um, Alex Lancy, Balrog locked on Carter's already going long. Um, Bo has a little sugar-coated bow, as it were, mm. to put on this crap box that ended the Arizona Cardinals' regular season. Do I buy into it? I don't know. You're going to find out next. Hey, Cardinals fans, this is Alex, A- Alex Clancy with Locked on Cardinals. Bow likes to talk about this. I like to talk about this. This incredible app um, for ev- anyone and everyone who buys gas. You need to know about it. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back on your first fill-up. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using the GetUpside app. Again, download the app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Get up to $0.50. uh, cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or 300 bucks a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can use your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN with the GetUpside app. So I guess the Pro Bowl is coming up soon. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think it's still a thing. It's it's in Vegas yeah. this year. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, they totally punted. The only thing that NFL players from 15 years ago had on this year's on this version of the NFL is they got to go to a, a, a Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> and now it's like, why? No, no crap. So many people are bailing. I don't want to go to Vegas on my week off or when my season's over. I'd like to see if Aaron Rodgers shows up to the Pro Bowl as the great leader that he is I would love to see that I want him to go wearing a hat of the team he wants to play for <laughs> like I, I would love to see that but uh, Alex Quinty locked Lockdown Cardinals please subscribe to the YouTube channel um thank you for making lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day free and available on all platforms Bo had an interesting thing and I don't know if I agree with it or not I don't know if it's a little too um you know after school especially for me but it might grow on me Bo why don't you tell me again? what your ideal was for a little positivity surrounding Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I feel lame even even just saying it. It's a good start.
1: It, I really do. It's It's got a lot of qualifiers around it because I'm in the camp, just as you, you so delightfully described the all-star game for the NFL, the exhibition that a lot of players don't even take time to show up for. I mean, Vegas is an upgrade over Orlando, at least, right? That's where it was the last couple of years. I think you can get a couple more NFL players on board to go to Vegas, Sin City, instead of going to Orlando. What are you going to do down there? Go to Epcot, maybe a Magic game? Vegas, a lot more to do there. Um, I think after things ended on such a sour note that Kyler Murray can regain just the slightest bit of confidence in the fan base, maybe even outside fans of the organization, in the Pro Bowl. I think Kyler Murray, if he has an electric performance, playing with some of the best players in the league, the ones who show up, that his skill set translates very well to games like the Pro Bowl. And he could go out there, he could light it up for whatever he plays, you know, a couple series and connects with a couple big time wide receivers, gets out, makes a play with his legs, People are going to be like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, this is the skill set that that people get excited for. This is the guy that is always in the, you know, the favorites for the league MVP, or at least he has been in the last two seasons. This isn't, you know, he's not the guy we saw just on Monday night, lose in the playoffs, have a brutal performance, including a pick six, which was still one of the worst plays maybe in the franchise's history. I think that the Pro Bowl could actually be a good, you know, confidence builder for Kyler Murray I really do you know did you know that no Arizona Cardinals quarterback since they moved to the desert has scored a touchdown in the Pro Bowl it's how futile the position's been now like you've had Pro Bowl uh, Carson Palmer was elected to the Pro Bowl he didn't play in 2015 after they lost in the NFC championship game Kurt Warner went to the Pro Bowl as a Cardinal once he started the game didn't throw a touchdown Kyler Murray could actually be the First Arizona Cardinal to throw a touchdown. Jim Hart, Neil Mulwax, but you know how I feel like I'm not a big, you know, St. Louis and Chicago. I don't really recognize that as Cardinals history.
0: That's reaching, folks. It look, it might be reaching, but I think there's a little bit more to it. You can't I can appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. I listen, there's I'm more looking at it as I hope he goes. Me too. You know, if he doesn't go, that 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 could be problematic. Um, uh, you know, just optics wise. Um, yeah, I hope he has fun. I hope he shows some personality. You know, I hope it's cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll break down the preseason stats after this. No, for game, Look, for other games who don't like. I I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand. I I mean, I hope. Yeah, but like, I just hope that the. And you know all over Twitter it's going to be, well, where was this the last six weeks of the season? That's more like what I'm looking at because people are inherently negative when it comes to this kind of stuff. What if he doesn't perform? (laughs) What if he throws two picks? (laughs) Uh, Oh, with no pressure.
1: Yeah, what if he has like a performance like he did in the preseason where it was just an absolute dud and, you know, he just looks like he did. it's just continuation from Monday night. That would be... Like what would you put more stock into a good, gr- a great performance or poor performance? It's poor. Yeah. That'd be, bu- that'd be a tough pill to swallow.
0: <laughs> Alex Lanty, Bobrock locked on Cardinals. Uh, we're going to be here with you all summer. Okay. Um, this spring. is going to be the, like, this is one of the slowest content times um, from now for the next couple weeks until the actual season's over. Um, we'll, we'll hear, we'll see, you know, Vance, we didn't even talk about this. Vance Joseph is by one report, at least locally, uh, in, in, in Florida, who the dolphins want to hire next. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, listen, if that's, if that's a, a, uh, Vance Joseph or wink Martindale swap, I and mean, I feel like that that's like the one thing that I will say before we go is if you look at this defense as currently constructed, a guy that thinks outside the box a little bit, like, oh, yeah, give me all of those athletes. Mm-hmm. Give me all the Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins or whatever. Well, you drafted offensive tackle at 23, and you're off and rolling. Like, I, Wink Martindale, all he's done, look at what he did this year when everybody was hurt. And they couldn't cover. Like, all their, like,
1: they had so many defensive secondary members hurt. Humphrey took a step back. We thought he was a CB1. Right, Marcus and- Peters,
0: ACL. Yeah. Right?
1: And, but look what he did with Patrick Queen.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. That's a very good point because that's, he's not exactly Isaiah Simmons. Patrick Queen is a more traditional linebacker, just like Devin White was, even though Devin White's, I think, a, a little smaller. Like, you need somebody that knows linebackers that can just, linebackers fix everything. Certainly help. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I mean, but, look at, look at Tampa Bay secondary. Without those linebackers this year, the Tampa Bay would not be where they were, you know, until. They lost this weekend. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time to talk. You know, this is going to be good. Uh, we will. Um, yeah. We'll keep you hot off the presses. Anything that comes up. Uh, we'll what be the doing hell face-
1: is Todd Bowles doing
0: still? I don't I know. I mean,
1: come on Cooper cup. Well, let's just not. Yards? Yeah.
0: Put it, <laughs> put uh you know, let's put a safety on. It's good. Yeah. It's just Antoine Winfield. He's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, not, like, he he just got behind him. Like, Matt Stafford, okay, yes, that was, like, the exact play in the Super Bowl that Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders on, but, like. That's why you go out and get him, right? Yeah, but it's, like, he, I was hit by more linebackers than Matthew Stafford was the last two weeks. Like, it's unbelievable how that offensive line played, even with Whitworth out. Uh, Alex Lindsey Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.